You're not always gonna know exactly where you're headed. You just have to take a step forward. Even if it's a small step, keep going, keep believing. And it's those baby steps where the fog clears a little bit. You're like, oh, okay, I can take this. I can go this way, I can go this way. We are Mentally Great. I am your host, FLB, and our mission is to unleash your potential. We are welcoming today a very inspiring guest. He got rejected by Comedy Central, but his rejection brought into fruition his passion for content creation. As a result, he now has over 2 million followers on TikTok. He's a spectacular content creator, a remarkable comedian, and an amazing life coach. Joshua Tusania, welcome to MG Talk. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Great intro too, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. So we got a couple of questions for you. A couple of questions that will bring as much value to the viewer. Either if you're listening to this or you're watching it as a video format, you're going to learn a lot of things. And we got a lot of really interesting questions. So for question number one, what is the best advice you ever got? That's a good question. So I would say that the best advice I got, um, and I actually saw it on TikTok from another creator named uh, Max and Facts. He, he had said that, I think it was, procrastination is the cost of the life that you, you could um, have lived. So each time you put something off or don't do something you know you should do, you're literally throwing away the future you could have. And that's crazy, you know, because that kind of falls in line with one of the biggest values I have, which is, you know, time is crucial. Your time is the only asset that you can't get back when it's gone. I completely agree. Like time is a thing that you can't get back. And that is the only thing you can't get back. And uh, every single day, you got 86,400 seconds to make something out of your day to dictate your future. And I truly believe in that. Uh, that your time is the most valuable thing in your life. So for number second, for the second question, it's the complete opposite. What is the worst advice you ever got? Oh, dang. The worst advice I ever got is probably... Hmm, that's actually a really good question. I would say that okay yeah i got a good one so the, the worst advice i ever got was that uh more is better specifically in the realm of i mean even outside of content creation but just in general more being better like yeah doing putting out more content putting out more like more is good as long as you can maintain the quality if the quality isn't there you're literally burning yourself out and i guess to drill down to get it more specific um, working smarter is better than just working harder. And if you can work smart and hard, that's great. Yeah, that's what I was going to say right now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The, yeah. The thing is, I, I don't know if you know, if you're familiar with Grant Cardone, mm -hmm. yep. he has a saying, basically his book 10 X and basically says that if you want to achieve your goals, you've got to put in 10 times the amount of efforts. And the thing is, I don't completely agree with that because you can't go from zero to 10x just like straight away without taking the progressive steps you need to take to, to, to get to 10x. So I'm pretty sure that you have to go through it by a progressive process and you can't go from zero to 10 uh, to 10 times what you were doing initially because it's not sustainable. Exactly. It's just not sustainable. Yeah. Even and we might even talk, we'll probably talk about TikTok later, but even like the way my TikTok page grew, everybody's different. Some people yeah. swore by posting like six, seven videos a day. My page yeah. grew the best when I would focus on one to two quality videos a day. And that helped me grow really fast. So I think, yeah, at the end of the day, if you can maintain like quantity and quality together, yeah. by all means do it. That's the best formula, period. But if your quality is not there, 
then it's not worth just throwing out a bunch of trash because it's also your brand too. I completely like I completely agree with everything that you're saying because I got the when I read the book 10x basically saying you've got to do 10 times the amount of effort you're doing right now. I was usually posting three posts a day. I upped it up to 30 posts posts per day every single day. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, so I didn't go out of the house all, all the day editing, uh, doing all the videos and stuff. And the thing is you're posting more, but you've got to always put in the quality that's required for it. So posting like quantity won't make you the same result that you get with quality. And mm -hmm. I think that if you can combine the two and like make a sort of balance that could help a lot that could like make it click, like make it grow. Um, yeah, but I think that there's, a, there's an actual study basically that says there was, uh, an art school, an art teacher that said to his students, he separated the, he separated the class in two groups. Basically one group was assessed based on one painting, painting for the whole year. And the other group was assessed on the number of paintings they were able to do throughout the year. So basically one group on quality and another group on quantity. And the thing is, at the end of the year, they saw that the, the group that actually most improved is the group of, of quantity by mm. the fact that they did so many repetitions that they got familiar with failure. They got familiar with the learning process on improving and improving and improving. So that's why I started posting 30, 40 posts a day. Uh, it was basically to get that learning curve as fast as possible. It might not have been the best content possible. It might not have been the best quality, but the thing is, think about it. The more you do something, the better you get at it, the better you adapt, the better you improvise, the better you start learning that works, that doesn't work. Um, and it helps you like to learn faster, to get ahead of the curve. So I think that, you have to put in the quantity, but also by making sure that you're putting in also quality. So it's a combination of both. Mm -hmm. I agree. You actually brought up a good point. And it's yeah. also why the quantity quality debate is, yeah. is a huge debate in just period is that one benefit of quantity is that if you're trying to learn a new skill that yeah. you're not good at, mm. quantity, what you, like you said, will get you past that learning curve quick. Exactly. You know, like you're trying to make a YouTube channel or even TikToks or anything in life soccer yeah. right you're trying to practice yeah. your free kicks or whatever you know just taking a thousand horrible ones and getting that yeah. out the way can get you through that learning curve exactly. quick but then i think after a certain point you need to stop and think about what you're putting out yeah. to further hone that skill set that you you know you just got over that learning curve so to hone the skill set a hundred percent i completely agree like Look, you have to go through the quantity part before adapting and putting it all together. Like before putting the quantity plus quality, you have to do the quantity part, the repetitions. Like for example, us through when we're pra practicing soccer, we do the thing over and over and over again to get it right. And whether it is with soccer, whether it is with TikTok, with anything that you're doing with in your life, I always say that in my videos that you've got to do strategic repetitions, which means you're not going to go headless uh, without even thinking and repeat something over and over again. That's what I did before, like two, four, like two, three, four years ago. Um, mm -hmm. What you've got to do is repeat things while taking into account what you're not good at, what you've got to improve, and you've got to constantly assess yourself to know what to improve on. So I completely agree with you, man. Yeah, facts, bro. Speaking facts already, we're in here, yo. <laughs> all right, man, all right. So we've got a lot of questions, like some things that will, there's deep, deep, deep questions. And then there's the fill in the blank, quick fire questions. So for question number three, what are three things someone should do to change their lives? Yo, that's a great question. I love that question. So first off, and this is just what's worked for me is reading books yeah. is huge. Like that seeking knowledge, the beauty of reading books, right? Is especially with successful people or people in your niche, successful people, their lives are a blueprint for success. Yeah. 
it, their life is literally a roadmap to success. So if you can read and understand and study their roadmaps, you'll notice a lot of successful people have key similarities. And if you apply those similarities to your life, you should get similar results. That's huge. Number two, you want to make sure that the people you're around, your social circle or where you, you know, where you just float around and happen to be around a lot, it has to be an environment for success if you're trying to change your life for the better. So your friends, you know, what are your friends up to? Are they trying to improve themselves? Are they ambitious people? Are they negative people? You got to make sure that who you're around is conducive um, to success. And then number three, I would say is make sure your your so your your daily routine whatever it is you know it, that also has to be conducive to your success so like for me i mean i at the beginning of january i actually wrote out what's called like a vision statement and yeah. i actually wrote out exactly how i want my life to look five years from now as if i'm already there yeah. and i'll read it to remind myself of where i'm trying to head in life because i, I read a book uh, one author I like is Napoleon Hill. So he has Think and Grow Rich, but he has yeah. another book called uh, Magic Ladder to Success. And one of the points he noticed from all successful people is that they have a clearly defined specific goal or where they're trying to head in life. They're not just, uh, just you know, let me just work hard and I'll get somewhere. It's like you need to know exactly what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. And that clear direction helps you align your path. I completely agree. I think that you're completely right by the fact that, first of all, your environment, I believe that 100%, it affects your future completely. I think that the people you surround yourself with, you tend to become like. You tend to talk like them, wear the same clothes they wear, uh, mm -hmm. talk the same way they do, do the same things they do. And slowly but surely you start thinking like them yeah. um and i think that it can be from one side very toxic if you're if you're surrounded with toxic people but from another side if you put yourself with people that are positive people that want to achieve things in life people that want to grow evolve and improve that can be a really good thing so your environment your habits your mindset it can either work for you or against you facts facts it's all about your environment set it set it up you know for success a hundred percent so look at that question listen 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 what is one advice you would give to your younger self or to any teenager watching or listening that's a good question it's funny i actually uh, made a youtube video about this like a few days ago that's a really good question mm. i would say Okay, so there's like a few things, but one piece of advice that's just a general piece of advice is uh, friendships. It, friendships are a two-way street, right? So if you want people to invest in you or to yeah. care about you and what you're doing, you got to make sure that you're reaching out and checking in and caring about other people. You know, if you have a friend who's trying to work on a business or something, make sure you call them up and talk about their business or even don't, not even donate, like invest in their business or or just call in, you know, just to check, check in on someone and talk to them. You got to make sure that you're giving to people around you what you would like to receive in return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely agree. Yeah, you know, it's, at least for me, you know, it's, it's really easy sometimes to just be lazy with it and sit back and be like, hey, how come no one has hit me up or talked about my, my yeah. this or, but then you realize, oh, wait, no, like how much am I reaching out to yeah. them? hundred percent. It's a two-way street, you know? Yeah, 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 hundred yeah, percent. I completely agree because some days you get so like, uh, like for example, in front of me right now, I have this list, um, this list of what I have to do for the whole day. So a couple of tasks and you get so caught up with your task that at the end of the day, you, you just don't watch your phone. You don't watch your messages. You don't talk to your friends, your family. And my mom actually got mad about like mad with me about the fact that I'm literally not talking. To, I'm so focused that I'm literally not talking to anyone and not, not even my friends, not even my family. And I know it can be wrong from one side of things, but when you're so focused on something, when you want like your laser focus, you're going straight ahead. 
I think there are some things that you have to sacrifice. Don't you agree? Yep, absolutely. Got to sacrifice. But from another point of view, also, you like it's your family, it's your friends. Um, they're there for you, your family. They're always going to be there. I understand why she got mad. She maybe called me like 20 times but <laughs> <laughs> on the, it's during the whole day. But the thing is, when I work, I literally open the 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 drawer and put my phone in it and close it i don't touch my phone i don't watch it Notif notifications i don't even have notifications so my notifications they're all off and just when you when you get to the point in your life where you're just so focused and because distractions will remove will, will literally remove you from the state of flow and what i'm trying to do is when you're in that state in that peak performance state that's when you perform at your best so that's why i don't like to have distractions i don't like to have notifications i don't like to get distracted when i'm doing something because it's it really bothers what like it affects the outcome of anything that you're doing don't you agree the fact is that people like for example when i was in lebanon like two three weeks ago mm -hmm. i was i used to work all day literally my mom used to get pissed you don't go out you you're anti-social you don't do shit <laughs> and i'm like man i i wish you like you saw everything the way i saw it you, most of the time you ask to yourself i wish that person saw the things from my perspective from my shoes because if you see someone working all day you would say that guy is crazy he's doing nothing with his life he's wasting his time but you're saying that from your perspective not from mine does it happen with you the fact that people judge you and tell you that like tell you their perspective when you know that you're heading somewhere yup dude that is that is another thing that's hard is like you because you want to invest in other people it's important yeah but on the flip side right depending on what you're trying to pursue in life that does take sacrifices 100 you know? I remember, especially now during like this whole COVID time, I yeah. mean, I'm in a place right now where I'm literally just inside making videos. Like, you yeah. know, even if the world was open, it's like, I mean, I've, I've turned down people wanting to hang out or, yeah. you know, even dates and stuff like just to make videos, just to edit videos, just to work on a YouTube video. And, yeah. you know, people get pissed, but then when they start to see some of the results, like, oh, I kind of get it. You know, that's why it's also good to make sure to kind of going back on my the earlier point about having a good social circle around you is that the right friends, the right people around you too, they might get mad, they might get pissed. Like, yeah. yo, you're not gonna go out with us. You're not gonna, yeah. why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Deep down, deep down, they understand to a degree. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. gotta do what you gotta do, you know? But what if it's your family, your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, it's kind, it's like kind of different it is dude that's enough bro like my parents oh my god yo like my parents my mom especially but josh what because i would always be she'd be calling but i'm just like like you said i'd be busy yeah, i get it and i'll text her like yo i'm, I'm sorry I, like i just I'm, I'm almost done editing this thing real quick i'll call you right back but it's like yeah like, like i was saying you know people okay we'll, we'll get frustrated or even mad sometimes but you know you, you hope that like deep down they, they they understand that you know this is going somewhere yeah. and all things worth having require some kind of investment completely i completely agree like that investment like the sacrifices that come along the way mm -hmm. you're never going to get the result without doing those sacrifices you're going to have to sacrifice sometimes with your friends with your family with your surroundings if you want to achieve your goals that's it that's how i see it and i'm pretty sure that's how you do too yep 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 exactly. yeah that, that's how it is man um oh so this question is pretty good uh and i know you do a lot of videos on habits four habits you should have four habits you should stop i i love those videos so my question for you is what is one habit you should start if you want to change your life snap one habit uh i would say taking full responsibility of your life that and to make it a habit i mean there's so many little challenges you can do some people talk about doing a no complaining challenge you know maybe 
seven day or up to 30 days of just no complaining. You're not going to complain. Yeah. But basically taking full responsibility of your life it, to me means that, you know, everything good or bad that happens to you is your responsibility. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean that if something bad happens to you, it's your fault. It just means that you have complete control over how you react to those things. A hundred percent. And one of the biggest analogies I have with this is like life is like a game of poker or any card game that you like is that all of the best poker players of the world, they don't have any control over what cards they get or that they're dealt. They have no control. But the ones that are always winning, number one, number two ranked in the world, they consistently make the best decisions they can possibly make with whatever cards they're dealt. So you just apply that to life, yo. Take full responsibility. Don't sit and complain or point fingers or just be like, all right, what can I do right now to make my situation better? I completely agree. I think that um, your conditions don't determine your life, but it's your decisions that do. Exactly. What about yeah. that quote? Do you like it? Fire, yo, it's fire. <laughs> All right. So for that's a good question. So there's so uh, us people when we're working, we get when you're trying to seek out opportunities, when you're trying to like grow on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, many platforms, there's a lot of things you get rejected on, whether directly or indirectly. My question for you is, how do you deal with rejection? Woo, great. Yo, your questions are fire. Uh, so rejection is, we, we have to, so rejection is good for you, but we, we also have to, to change how we look at rejection. Rejection, yeah. in my opinion, it, it's redirection, right? Rejection is showing you that, yo, you're knocking on the wrong door. Check this one. You know, one example is, you know, right before I would say in March, yeah, this is in March. I had, so I'm, I also do stand up comedy. So, and I had an audition with Comedy Central. So, Comedy Central, they might even listen to this podcast, and I hope they do. I, you know, I love Comedy Central, and the experience I had with them really helped me grow as a person. So, basically, there was like a pool of like 900 comedians. They're looking for a batch of like five or so comedians to uh, join them and be a part of like a digital creators um, group to help make content for them online. So out of those 900 comedians, I made it to like the top 16. So I'm like, yo, I can get it. I can get it. Oh my gosh. And then I didn't get it. And I was like, man, I was mad. I was pissed, but I wasn't mad at Comedy Central. I was just mad that I didn't, I didn't get the opportunity, yeah. you know? And in that moment, you know, I was like, yo, what, what am I going to do now? You know, this is at a time where I wasn't really deep into TikTok or anything, you know, I was yeah. just kind of. I was throwing some videos up on YouTube. I was going to open mics, doing shows in New York. And I was thinking, okay, well, I like making content online. What else could I do? That's when I ended up turning to TikTok and just telling myself, let me post every day and be consistent. One, two, three videos a day. I even threw a stand-up video up there, me doing stand-up comedy. It got over a million views, you know? Shit. And up till now, I mean, we're looking at from that point till now, you know, Currently, I'm at about 1.6 million on TikTok. And I'm like, wow, you know, getting rejected by Comedy Central redirected me to just improve my craft and post more and put out more content online and just took me down a completely different... I didn't think I'd be where I'm at currently back in March. I would have been doing something completely different, especially if I got the Comedy Central opportunity, so... Look, I'm, uh, I'll say something to everyone watching and I want you to confirm if you agree afterwards. I truly, completely believe that everything happening to you, whether good or bad, is meant to happen. And I always be believe that it's not happening to you, but for you. And I, I'm pretty sure that everything happening to you, the worst thing possible happening is in your life is the best thing and if you can trust that you will start living life to your true potential so i think that failure we're talking about rejection we're talking about failure obstacles hardships failure can either be an opportunity or it can be a disability the only thing that makes it an opportunity or a disability is how you view it and what you do after it, that's it. 
Exactly. Look, every every successful person that we look up yeah. to has taken a lot of rejections, and a lot of them they don't even talk about. But very rarely, it's so rare that someone's very first opportunity is what gets them from point A all the way to point B. We all got to take rejections, whether you're an actor, uh, a comedian, or a content creator, or anything. You know, we talk, you know, we're on a podcast right now. Joe Rogan has been doing his podcast for, it's the biggest podcast now. People yeah. don't realize how long he's been working on that podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's all about, like you, like you just said, you know, how we react to things and how we keep moving forward and how we make sure we stay on the path that we, we chosen for ourselves. Yeah, I completely agree. The thing is, the most successful people in the world. Uh, take, for example, Muhammad Ali, mm -hmm. um, all the most successful in the world. What made them the most successful is the fact that they failed more than anyone in the business. And that's why they succeeded at the end. And if you get that inside of your head, if you change your perspective on failure, you can't lose. I truly believe you can't lose if you change your perspective on failure. And if you keep persisting, if you keep grinding on your stuff, doing whatever you need to do to achieve that goal, um, 110% that you can achieve it. But the mm -hmm. thing is, what makes the difference between you and your competitor and your competitor is the fact that one person is going to stop before the other. And what yeah. makes the difference is persistence. And I'm pretty sure you agree with that because... It takes a lot of persistence to succeed with anything you do, with, with being happy, with being successful, with getting that, that new job opportunity. You have to be persistent. Persistence. Persistence is, it's key, yo. You just gotta, you just can't give up. Like, even yeah. if it feels like you have no idea what you're doing, you just gotta keep, even if, yeah, even if you don't know where you're going, just take a step forward. Keep moving forward i completely agree look uh, we're talking about failure hardships obstacles my question for you is if someone hearing this is thinking about failing failing if you're thinking about failing what is your message for that someone yo i would say so i would say that you're not always going to know exactly what the next step is at every part of your journey that, and, and honestly, those moments are some of the scariest. You know, I look back on my life, right, so far, there's just so many instances. One of them is the one we just spoke about with the Comedy Central thing, mm. you know. I, I was literally like, oh my gosh. Like After like not getting that, I was like, yo, I don't know what I'm gonna do next. You know, I literally, what, you know, 26 years old, doesn't seem like I'm doing anything tangible yet, you know, in the comedy space, what is next, right? And then, you know, eventually things are starting to look, okay, like I'm on the right path. So I would say that you're not always going to know exactly where you're headed. You just have to take a step forward. Even if it's a small step, keep going, keep believing. And it's those baby steps where the fog clears a little bit. You're like, oh, okay, I can take this. I can go this way. I can go this way. And this, this is where we go back to the beginning. Your friends, the friends that you have, the environment you have around you, if that environment is, is right as well, that's also going to help you keep figuring out where to take your direction or your life next. But under no circumstance can you give up. You can't give up. 100%. I don't know if you know this story. I'm pretty sure you know it. Steve Harvey, one of the best comedians of all time, the best in the business, before getting his big break, before getting his first com like comic act, he was actually homeless. And he got to this act and started performing, performing, performing. He wanted to give up. He got to three years being homeless. At the end, he was about to give up. He got this act and then he succeeded. So what I want you to, like for anyone watching, and you're going through hard times, you're going through hardships, obstacles, failures, keep going. Mm -hmm. That's my only message for you. Keep fucking going. You're going to have hardships. That's what makes... The success so beautiful to have. It's the fact that it's not that easy to get. You're not going to get it straight away. It's not a thing that's going to come to you. You've got to go to it. 
So I think that when you adopt that mindset about the fact that failure is your friend, failure is an opportunity and not a disability, that's when you have the potential to succeed. Absolutely, dude. I, like, bro, that, that is, I remember, I'll even add on to that too. Yeah. Uh, um, I talk about it in one of my, my last YouTube videos, but yeah, my first job out of college, um, it wasn't a, a, so that job, it just wasn't the right fit from the jump. They needed someone with like three plus years of experience, but nobody was applying. Yeah. And I was fresh out of college, so they decided to give me a shot anyway. And it was horrible. Like I, it was just all over my head. I couldn't really comprehend what I was doing, but I was still trying to work hard. They ended up firing me after three months and I had just got a new apartment in Chicago. This is yeah. when I was still in Chicago. So I just signed a new lease. Rent is due in a few weeks, no money in my bank account, just lost my job. I'm like, oh my God, like yeah. now I got to find another job. And we all know that finding a job doesn't always happen that quickly. Yeah, it can yeah. take months for, so, in that situation, I was like, yo, what on earth? And I'm happy my parents didn't just step in and try to help me. I, I ended up figuring it out myself. I didn't sleep. I stayed up every night. I literally, I've never applied to more jobs in my life to this day. And, you know, two weeks from losing that job on the day later, I ended up walking into another job and I'm like, okay, cool, I can pay everything. And that still looks insane. Like two weeks, that's crazy. But it shows that under any circumstance, no matter what happens to you in life, it's how you react to it and try to react and, and make the best decision you can make. Like, look, this sucks. Got screwed over. All right, what can I do right now to make this situation better and do it as, to the best of your ability? 100%. I completely agree, man. The thing is, most people, when they fail, they think that it's an actual bad thing that they're actually moving a step backwards and they're not improving but failure is your opportunity to improve and when you yeah. take it from that stand standpoint i'm pretty sure that improvement will come straight away because you will start taking actions towards improving towards like getting that best version of yourself in whatever it is that you're doing failure is your friend i'm gonna repeat it one more time failure is your friend absolutely absolutely so we're gonna move on a really good question there's a lot of people speaking of failure a lot of people that fear that have that that certain fear fear of success fear of failure fear of not achieving their potential a lot of people have those fears and those fears are killers of dreams killers of ambitions and aspirations and the the thing that kills people the most are not guns are not um viruses or things coming from a natural standpoint but it's literally fear fear is killing a lot of people and it's a thing you can't see coming but that's inside a lot of people and when you're you're like dominated by fear when you don't take action because you're afraid you're afraid that you might not succeed or that you might succeed but then not be able to adapt and give out your best potential or that you might not live at your full potential that that fear is in a lot of people so my question for you is how can anyone eliminate fear and start taking action to achieve their goals a great question man you know in my opinion i don't know if you can i obviously don't think you can really eliminate fear it's in my opinion it's changing your relationship with fear so fear is always going to arise in some capacity i think it's one of those evolutionary traits that helped us survive you know if you're out in the caveman and you're out in the jungle or whatever and you know, you're afraid of a lion, it helps you run away and get adrenaline and escape or whatever. But um, I think one thing that I had to realize for myself when it comes to fear, especially with doing stand-up comedy and getting in front of like hundreds of people or whatever, how many people in the audience and um, is that a lot of the people we think are brave and courageous are actually doing what they're doing scared. You know, when we see these public speakers up on stage, like, man, they look so confident. They look so a lot of them are afraid. They're just doing it scared. So if you can 
if you can try to get yourself to just do it scared, uh, that is one way to go about it as well. And also there's some studies out there as well, like fear, if you can challenge your fear or channel your fear into excitement or energy, um, use that energy into what you're doing. So like, for example, if I'm doing stand-up comedy and I'm terrified, like there are times where I'm tr literally trembling. Um, if I can channel that into, like if I get on stage and you know I deliver a punchline in a more energetic way and get some of that energy out, you know, or um, use it, use that fear as a weapon for good. I don't know if any of what I said makes sense, but hopefully that does, uh, basically changing how we view fear and our relationship with it. No, I completely agree by the fact that Mike Tyson uh this guy that looks like a fucking monster that looks like a person that's gonna straight ahead kill you with one punch he mm -hmm. said in an interview that he was shit scared before getting in the ring he was like full of fear but he acted despite of fear and that's how he became one of the best in the business by always putting his fear by overcoming his fear mm -hmm. and i think that if you want to achieve anything, you have to overcome your fear, the fear of failure, the fear of success, the fear of judgment. And I'm pretty sure in the comedy business, you're, you're pretty comfortable with the fear of judgment because that's what comedy is about. You're going to say a joke and you look at the people, you want them to laugh. And if they don't laugh, you're going to be like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. But the thing is, my question for you is talking about judgment and... Um, yeah, general of how people judge you. How do you deal with other people's judgment? Like, for example, you're in the comedy business and uh, your job basically relies on the fact that you want the people to judge you to the, to the best of your ability. You want them to react positively, to have fun, to laugh. How do you not care or how do you deal with the judgment of other people? Yo, it's another good question. So I would say, so when it comes to judgment and caring what other people think, it, so I would say it's not that black and white. So I would say that, for example, in comedy, we are, as comedians, we're trained to accept judgment and really care in a, in a healthy way what others think about us because, you know, when we come up with new jokes and we write them down, we got to try them out on stage. Most of the time, all those jokes bomb and the audience doesn't laugh. And you just got to sit there in awkwardness and take that on the chin. But over time, you, you learn that that silence is actually good reinforcement. It's telling you, okay, just cut that out, eliminate that, maybe tweak this. It's like, they're telling you, no, don't try this, try this. And not uh, like, F you, get off stage. Oh, even though that could happen if you tell horrible jokes, right? Uh, and then also just in general, when it comes to creating content, I try to look at judgment as I, I always try to frame things in a positive way, um, kind of like a buffer to not take things so personally. So if, if someone says, if I look at a video, uh, post a video, look at a comment, yo, Josh, this video ain't it, or whatever, I'll be like, okay, what about this video? Or actually, sometimes I'll write back, what about this video wasn't it? Sometimes they don't have a response to that. They're just hating. Or sometimes they might say, you know, I felt like this video was a little too long. Or I felt like that skit wasn't very funny. Then I take that as constructive criticism. Because not all judgment is bad. And a lot of it can actually help you become a better person. I completely agree. For The thing is, when you get that reaction from the audience, when they don't laugh, you sit still, you look at them. That's a very uncomfortable situation. That's like a situation you're like, oh shit, what have I got myself into? And the thing is, my question for you, like that's very uncomfortable. And I'm pretty sure you got used to it. You got used to the fact of being uncomfortable. I'm not saying that uh, as a negative thing. I'm saying that from the fact that I believe personally that you can't grow without discomfort. And that discomfort is a very, very crucial part of growing, growing personally, professionally, emotionally, spiritually, in any part of your life. And physically, take, for example, physically, if you want to build muscles, what do you have to do? You have to put the muscle under pressure. 
under discomfort or else it won't grow. So I think that's, that's the same uh, thing for anything in life. You have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And I'm pretty sure you got used to that. And I just want to ask you your perspective on the fact that can people grow without discomfort? Honestly, I'm trying to think if there's an exception, but as far as I'm concerned, no. I mean, you, yeah, you, you grow through difficulty, through struggle, through pain, through stretching yourself. You know, if you're a really annoying person and someone tells you, yo, you're kind of annoying because you X, Y, Z. Yeah, it hurts and it sucks to hear that. <laughs> but if you take that as constructive criticism and improve yourself, okay, you just became a better person. It, it was just painful. Or stand-up comedy. You start doing stand-up comedy, you're not good at it. So it's painful, it's hard, you bomb, no one laughs. But over time, you get better. You go to the gym, you want to improve the way you look. You got to do a lot of running. You got to do a lot of weights. It's painful. It's hard. But over time, you like the way you look in the mirror, you know? So, yeah, a lot of the friction that comes with improving as a person is necessary. See, I completely agree. Um, the thing is, a lot of people, um, they think they're growing, but they're never putting themselves in discomfort and uncomfortable situations. Like I have this habit every single morning when I wake up, first thing I do, I make my bed. Second thing I do, I brush my teeth, do my stuff. The, the, one of the first things I do at the start of my day is an ice cold shower. The kind of shower that you're getting in, you're like, oh shit. Oh shit, what, I, what have I put myself into? You're like three, two, one, you jump in. The water is literally freezing. And a lot of people, my mom, my family, my friends, they ask me, why the fuck do you do that to yourself? Are you fucking crazy? Are you like a psychopath or something? And when they say that, I'm like, hey man, listen, I know from another person's perspective and it might not look right. I might look like a crazy person and I agree. For a person that's not knowing what I'm doing with that might think I'm crazy. But the thing is, I do this small habit that might seem very insignificant. It might seem like something really that doesn't really matter. But the thing is, when you take those ice cold showers every single morning, what happens? You get used. You get used to the uncomfortable. You, you're starting to become comfortable with the uncomfortable and then you start implementing all that in all the areas of your life and when you start doing that that's when you grow and i think that a very important part of happiness is growth i i i am like a hundred percent that you can't be happy if you're not growing think about it if you're not going if you're not growing spiritually you won't be happy if you're not growing physically mentally financially emotionally there are some exceptions but I think that growth is a very important part of happiness and that you can't grow without discomfort. So that's why I do this habit. It might seem crazy, but um, I don't know. What's your take on that? You know, I, a thousand percent. I mean, on the other side of discipline, struggle, pain, all that stuff, is the person or the life that you've dreamed of having? Yeah, exactly. The, the thing is, most people want to grow. They want to change. I want to change my diet. I want to change my life. I want to change my habits, my friends. I want to become happier. They, they start telling themselves things, but then they, do, they don't do shit to make that change. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, a lot of people, um, they post those stories. Um, they post those stories basically saying, I want to change. I want, I should do this. I should find uh, my new soulmate. I should start this habit. I should run. I should, I'll start on Monday. I'll start on Monday, but I'll start on Monday. That's what they usually say. Mm. And the thing is, when you don't turn your shoulds into musts, you will never do what you want to do. Tony Robbins talks about that. I just finished listening two days ago his audiobook called Unleash the Power Within. And this audiobook basically talks how to 
unleash your potential, unleash your inner potential that is inside of all of us. And our purpose, our mission with Mentally Great is the exact same thing, unleashing your potential. And I think that unleashing your potential, a crucial part of it is putting yourself in discomfort. If you want to change, stop making it a should. I should, I should eat better. I should lose some weight. I should, I should, I should. Make your should a must. That's how you change. That's how you change. What's your opinion on that? Dude, it's a thousand percent. And, and the hard thing about that is, it's, it's also kind of sad, but it's like, if you think about it, when it comes to, to success, whatever, because success is, it differs depending yeah, on who yeah. you are, but because it's so hard to achieve and you have to go through those things, it's, it's not meant for everybody. And, you know, for everyone listening to this podcast right now, accept that as a challenge, yo. Like, because look, not everybody wants to wake up and go running or go to the gym on a regular basis, or like you said, fix your diet mm. or do the difficult things necessary to be the person or to have the life they want to have. That's right. That's why, you know, some people are living a certain life. Like even like when I scroll through TikTok, I'll see people living such incredible lives or have incredible physiques. And, and already in my mind, I feel the, the, what's it called? Like the, the hesitance toward doing what needs to be done to mm -hmm. get there. And I think that's a natural feeling. So like, I encourage anyone like listening to this as well, just accept the challenge and be like, yo, yeah, I, I want to subscribe to be a person who will have that success as well. And I'll do what, what, whatever is needed to be done to get there. Whatever is necessary. Exactly. I completely agree. And the thing is when you're looking at those final products and what do I mean by final products? I mean, when you're scrolling through social media and you see that person with that per perfect physique, with the chest, with the abs, the perfect shoulders, the perfect arms, and you're going to the gym, you're, you're progressing, but you feel frustrated. That's how I used to feel. You feel frustrated, anxious, stressed that you're not getting that result. You're not getting that end product. But most people, what they don't understand is that the final product was a result of slow, progressive, and small com combinations of small results, so small goals achieved. And what most people don't understand is that the final product takes work. You're not going to get there in a week. You're not going to get there in a month, in a year. It's going to take a long-term process. It's going to take long-term consistency, persistence, hard work, and doing it every single day. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you change your perspective on that, because I used to think, if I go to the gym for six months, I'm going to have the body of this bodybuilder that actually worked out for 10 years every single day. I'm going to have his body in six months. Look, man, the process, it's a long-term process. With everything that you do in life, it's a long-term process. But I, the thing is, I believe that there is long-term things in life. But uh, I, I had this mindset, like mindset shift, this perspective and how I see things two days ago when I finished the audiobook of Tony Robbins by the fact that this guy, Tony Robbins, basically changes lives in a minute, in two minutes, five minutes. A person that's, that, that has been stuttered, stutter, like that has a stutter for his whole life comes to Tony Robbins. One minute, bam, he starts talking normally. I'm like, what the fuck? That, that fucks up with my concept of long-term processes. But the thing is, I think there are some things um, that have a long, that you have to like consistently put efforts towards that are long-term. But now that, like, look, the process of self-development, the process of personal growth, personal development is a process where your mindset is constantly evolving, constantly gaining new information, new knowledge. So that's why like the long-term process, I used to believe that everything was long-term, but then I got this perspective shift just two days ago by listening to Unleash the Power Within. And it changed my mindset by the fact that there were some things that are not long-term. Uh, like, for example, that guy he used to stutter like for 15 years, one minute, Tony 
remove the stutter one minute by doing a simple thing but i don't know what he did and he removed the stutter in one minute a per another person a woman she hated her father like to a point uh that she didn't talk to him for like six to ten years something crazy like that and tony said give me all your problems i'll solve it in two minutes the woman was crazy mad like what the fuck are you talking about i don't like that guy no 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 two minutes i don't know what he did he has some crazy strategies to do this stuff i swear to god she started yelling i love my father I lo there are some things that um the thing is it's a constant evolution your mindset that's a constant evolution there are some things that are going to change the more you learn the more you evolve the more you evolve the more you change and it's a process it's a thing that's always that's constantly changing basically like your brain your brain is a is a is a form of plastic it's always changing with whatever it is that you're doing and the more you have a certain things the more you practice a certain things your brain actually the the structure of your brain changes so i think that um you always have to strive to evolve and if you're not striving to evolve and you're standing still sitting at your house watching netflix all day doing nothing with your with your life that you won't be happy if you want to be happy it's very easy first of all you have to take accountability take full responsibility of where you are that what you need to do is look at what you need to do to get where you want to get if you do those two things i can assure you your life will change mm -hmm. um if i got a question for you josh if someone if someone is in that position he feels like he's going nowhere in life he's literally doing nothing all day scrolling through like scrolling through social media all day watching netflix doing shit that doesn't get you anywhere in life and he wants to improve but doesn't know where to start from what would you say to him yo i would say to him that he needs to figure out his why right so he needs to go back and and really get to the the root you got to get to the essence mm. of what are you trying to accomplish so i know in the beginning yeah. uh, i wrote a vision statement or i talked about it briefly but the purpose of me putting that together was i needed to tangibly see in front of my eyes and articulate what it is that i'm actually trying to achieve and why and that why has to be strong enough right it has to be and everyone's why is different it has to be something that's strong enough to make you when you think about it be like yo i gotta get up and go for a run you know i, I gotta go it's gonna suck but shoot I, I gotta go do this thing i gotta go do this cold shower i gotta go eat this food it has to be you have and and when you like when you think about the why see if you can even go a little bit deeper try to get to such like such a core or a root of it that that why it just it'll knock you out of that rut because whenever i've is before i wrote like the whole vision statement stuff whenever i was getting off track or not focused or just nah, i can do that later my why was too shallow it wasn't enough of a thing for me to care about it, it was like oh I, like I, yeah i would love to have that but my reason for doing these things doesn't resonate with me deep enough so i would say yeah he needs to really sit and think set aside some time write about it figure out why why are you needing to do these things why do you need to get these things done so basically write down your why why should you change why you should why should you change your habits why should you become healthier why the question you should ask yourself first is why so josh it was a pleasure having you where can the people find you oh yeah it was a pleasure thanks for having me uh you can find me on youtube josh otusanya TikTok at josh otusanya and then um instagram at this is josh o